Here we are with another episode of Who Is. This week we were featuring junior on the team, Austin Drumheller. Um, this interview was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, as we heard how Austin not only found the sport, but has fallen in love with it. How he's kind of stayed motivated, not only with running this pandemic, but other um, things that he has found a passion for. And how he just continues to challenge himself. Um, Austin's a great dude. And this was a lot of fun to record. Hope you guys enjoy it. And like always, Jay Sean, take it away. Austin Drumheller um, here today. We're really pumped about Castle, as a lot of you guys know him. Um, but um, Austin's on a on a quite the tear with running, which we'll talk about in a second question. But um, <laughs> um, I'm excited to hear about that. But I I think a lot of people have heard this story, but I want to hear it from your perspective, Austin. Did we lose him? I think I think. Just left. Oh, right I didn't close my curtains. It's too bright in my room. Uh, gotcha. He <laughs> <laughs> just disappeared. Um, but um, give us your introduction to the sport, why you love it, how you fell in love with it, and then we'll, we'll maybe give our side of the story. Um. Um, my first introduction to cross country is actually it goes back to Boy Scouts. So I've been in Boy Scouts ever since I was like first grade. It was always what I wanted to do growing up. And when I got into Boy Scouts, I mean, like, that means, like, once you get into, like, middle school, you go into Boy Scouts, like, older guys, high school guys. The first guys I ever met were some guys named Sean Desmond, uh, oh. Benji. I oh. can't remember his last name all of a sudden. Rogers. Yeah, Benji Rogers. And really that the war. Yeah. So they were the first group of guys I ever really met. And they were ended up being some of my best friends all through scouting and like going through high school. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. And when I found out that Sean was a runner, I was like, that is the coolest thing. I want to be just like Sean. Sean was like six foot tall, blonde, looked like he was from California, man. He was amazing to me. He was just like, say, was he was he good looking? I think he was good looking. This is uh and all of that due to his running, of course. So. <laughs> yeah, sure. All of it, totally. And like I wanted to be just like Sean. And I was like, if Sean is this really awesome, really nice guy that I look up to so much. He's a really nice guy. Okay. Yeah, he was insanely nice. And his dad is insanely nice. And I'm really good friends with his dad too. Okay. <laughs> and so I was like, if these are these amazing guys, Benji and Sean, I want to be just like them. Let me go and start running just like they do. Because I wanted to be... I wanted to be fast. I wanted to be fit. I wanted to be badass. <laughs> I wanted to be like they were. And the first time I, I only say that because every year at summer camp, we would always go for like this run is 5k. My first ever 5k. I bombed. Savannah, right? No, no. Oh. This was a summer 5k in like seventh or sixth grade. Okay. At Camp Shenandoah for a Boy Scout thing. Oh, okay. And I saw Sean run it. 
And I was like, holy crap, this dude is fast. <laughs> I want to be just like him. So that solidified it. Once I saw him run, I was like, I have to do this. Okay. We need to thank Sean. So wherever Sean yeah. is now, we'll thank him for, for getting Austin into running. I think, yeah. yeah, between like him and Benji, seeing him and Benji. We're not like, going to thank Benji. We're not going to thank him. We're going to thank Sean, not Benji. Like, <laughs> Sean only ran like cross country one year, I think, right? I don't know. But anyways. I, I think so, yeah. Um, okay, so then yeah. fast forward to like how you joined Albemarle yeah. cross country then. So fast forward to like eighth grade year, seventh grade year, I'm sorry. So I had heard on like the, so I went to Jack Drew Middle School and they had the announcements and they said, all right, rising seventh and eighth graders, if you want to, if you want to try and join the high school, any high school sports, it was like the end of the year. So going into eighth grade year, they said, if you want to try out for cross country, here's the time, here's the day, show up, do it. This is where things get interesting. I show up to practice, and I only know one coach. That's one of the girls' coaches, Coach Thomas. Okay, yeah, yeah. I show up completely in the wrong place. I show up, like, if you remember, I I was the one guy who showed up late. And I was, like, 15, 20 minutes late. So is it at the farm or at the school? It was at the school. So it was, like, the watermelon 5K. Okay, the mile. Yeah, okay. Yep. And I, I showed up, like, 20 minutes late with coach Thomas by my side. And she was like, all right, Lauren Zoni, here you go. I'm like, Oh God. Cause it was this big room of people. The first time I'd ever been in the triangle room. Okay. Yeah. This seems, this start- happens every year with middle schoolers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I was 20 minutes late. You had already started talking. Yeah. So my first impression of you was, Oh, you're here. Sit down. <laughs> I sat down next to Benny and he's like, he just nudges me. He's like, you're fashionably late. Idiot. Who'd you sit next to? Like, I sat next to Benji. Benji, like, found his way next to me. He's like, you're fashion real late. Idiot. Okay. Sounds about right. Okay, cool. I, I ran it, and I met Lauren Zoni, and the first, like, I, I finished, and you asked me what grade I was in. I was like, rising eight. And I showed, <laughs> I showed up to all the summer cross-country practices. From there on out, all of my eighth grade year, from seventh to eighth grade year, I showed up to every single summer practice. Okay. And – I made a joke when we start working out at the farm after the senior led practices. Hey, I'm a freshman. I'm totally a freshman. And I thought that I made it a joke. And we all went to, um, we all went to Braves Mountain Lodge. I'd made the joke to some guys, Ty Ferguson, Aiden Watt, you know, like they were my buddies at the time. And I'd made a joke to them like, yeah, I'm totally a freshman. Yeah, sure. And then Lorenzoni came around and asked me if I was a freshman. And I was like, sure. <laughs> and I told him, I, I later came out, I was like, no, I'm not actually a freshman. Like, I was just pulling your leg. I'm in eighth grade. You told and me he that? thought that was a joke. Yeah. I don't remember I told any you of that. this, dude. All I remember, okay, let's keep going. Yes. <laughs> there's, some, there's some controversy around this story. Let's just be very clear. This, there are some disputed facts going on right now. All right, yeah, keep going. I was like, finish it out before. <laughs> hey, you can invite some of these characters to the next podcast to uh, get the full story here. <laughs> so we're at Graves, okay? Um, yeah, so we go to Graves Mountain Lodge, and we're like a day or two in, is it? Whenever we're taking mm-hmm. like class pictures. Mm-hmm. My dad and always I, likes to take pictures and then separate people by class, okay? Yeah, and he's doing, they're going from senior, junior, sophomore. And I come bolting down because I think I'm late because I just got out of the bathroom. And they say, freshman picture. I say, oh, crap, Lorenzoni, 
when do I go up? He's like, what do you mean when do you go up? I was like, well, I'm not a freshman. And I've never seen somebody snap their head so fast. He looked at me like, what? I said, yeah, I'm an eighth grader. He's like, what do you mean you're an eighth grader? Yeah. He's like, you're not even supposed to be here. So, yeah, let's let's give some background to this. So that that's the punchline. That's that's <laughs> that's what we were working towards. So Austin <laughs> was in eighth grade, and you know, I'd be like, well, that's not a big deal. So the, the reality is, the boys team had got up to like 75, 80 guys in like 2013. <laughs> so we had to start making like limits and cuts and so like there was a limit to like 50 guys on the team maybe 65 but we were limited every year and we we're always at that peak and so when you're like have a limit and you can't let any more people on you can't accept middle schoolers so there have been like four years like the last class of middle schoolers was like mark pelissier josh far john mcdaniel what no jd and harris no in, in cross country in cross country oh. jd just ran track so they were the last class and that was like buzz's last year. So anyways, um, I was not accepting middle schoolers on the team. The girls were, which was where the, commu- the miscommunication with Miss Thomas came from, but the boys were not accepting middle <laughs> So like, and eighth graders never ever came to camp. Even when they were on the team, they never came to camp. So like, yeah, I really don't remember these conversations. Well, there's, there's a lot of conversations that happen in practice that I think I miss. Um, <laughs> And whatever you're remembering, I have no recollection of. I just thought you were ninth grade. I don't even remember really talking about it. I just assumed because you were confident and you're running with the ninth graders that you were just in ninth grade. Uh, I, I distinctly remember knowing that you were in eighth grade and just thinking that you were allowed to be there. Like, I be like, oh, like he's in eighth grade. I, I guess that's a thing because I was not high enough up in the ranks as assistant coach to really remember all the things that were going on. And then when coach Ramsoni goes, you're not supposed to be here. And I was like, what do you mean? He's in eighth grade. And, and I was like, cause you had been to many practices. This wasn't like you were like a new kid who just showed up on day one to for like summer camp. Like he's like the most talkative guy in team talks too. <laughs> there forever. And you're in eighth grade. And <laughs> I, I was like, this is perfect. I was like, this is a fitting, a fitting beginning to Austin Drumheller's career here is just, you can ride on in as a rising eighth grader. Well, yeah, so you were on the team as an eighth grader. You were the first eighth grader. We yeah. might have eighth graders on the team this year, but like they're at least going to be practicing with us for now. But like in cross country, you were, that was, that was a big deal. And you, I still to this day say you snuck your way on. I don't think you did it on purpose. No, not, I know not, you not, did not. it on purpose, but in my mind, you were very sneaky, Austin. <laughs> that's why we call you that's why we call you sneaky austin now i don't know if you knew that yeah that's your nickname that's your oh, official nickname that we gave you that's i definitely didn't just think I, of. no the nickname that i hear the most is to this day even the underclassmen who don't know the story properly will call me the eighth grader when i walk into practice mm-hmm, mm-hmm, good good that's how iconic that yeah moment. and it was like perfect because once again you like were the most like vocal person at camp i kept being like this freshman's really got some like really got some balls he's really putting himself out there and it's like oh wait an eighth grader. like what is happening anyway so uh um, we were talking about this yesterday you can get through life faking it till you make it. it it works pretty well so you're you're a testament to that i definitely made it through summer camp <laughs> yeah for sure um so now um i mean that I, I was excited to hear that but like why have you fallen in love with cross country why do you keep doing it 
and then real quick, and then we'll talk about where you are with your running right now and over the past. Uh, I just fell in love with cross country. At first, it was because of the people like Sean and Benji and the guys like that, because I always looked up to them, especially the first guy I remember is like Peter Grosh. I fell in, I, I started the sport because of people like them. They, I looked up to them. They were the kind of people I wanted to be, be like. And then I found out freshman year, like eighth grade year, I had a hard time with it because I wasn't putting myself out there in dedication as much as I could have been and should have been. We only raced once. I like kind of like treated like you were half on the team. So that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but well, even that one day where I raced, I raced twice in one day. That's right. <laughs> what was the first race? So the first race was at the district meet. It was like where we have our district meet. Uh, and then I ran a 23.30 on that race. And then I went and raced again at Panorama and ran a 22.30. <laughs> and I came first in the other meet. And I came like fifth for Albemarle or something like that. Sixth or something. Nice. Yeah. I don't remember. But I know Connor Morton beat me. And I was in a dead sprint like the last hundred, and I was so mad. <laughs> That's awesome. That's but awesome. I, I, I fell in love with the sport because I, I like to push myself. I like the challenge. And there's no other sport where you see as much of a result and you see as much of a gain as you do in cross country. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. I think. That's why it's so addicting, right? And that's why people really do truly really fall in love with the process of it because you get to see it pay off. Well, cool. Okay. Um, and you've dabbled with other things you've tried or you are a pole vaulter. I don't think you've tried pole vaulting. You are a pole vaulter. Um, yes. <laughs> you're the only like distance you miles entire, like the only distance pole vaulting combo really of all time. Like it really doesn't really usually happen, but I think it's because especially <laughs> you and miles, you're kind of like fearless dudes. And I think you just kind of like, I'm going to miss watching miles Waterbury pole vault. Like, <laughs> like it was terrifying. Yeah, I you mean, like, go up. Like, yeah, and then you kind of just flail around in the air, and then you get over. Like, like it really is. It's anxiety-inducing. Like, pole vault is scary <laughs> as is, and watching you guys do it, I'm like, man, this is this could really go bad. I'm so glad we had Miles. I don't know why he would spin in the air so many times, but like, I don't know how you do that unless you're trying to do it. But it's not good for pole vaulting. That's for sure. No. <laughs> so why do you like pole vaulting? Let's I remember, like, right. especially. Oh, it's so much fun. I don't know. I just, I, I've always, let me say like this. I always knew I wanted to be in the military and to be in the military, you have to be full body fit. Okay. And with pole vaulting, I am relatively fast. I've got the endurance to do it 10 times, 20 times in a row. And it really works on your upper body. And I love, I just love flying through the air. Like, I don't know. I just, I just find it so much fun. Um, and I think what's impressive about your pole vaulting is like the way it works is it goes through a lot of the meets. And so like you'll pole vault, run the mile, and then pole vault some <laughs> And everyone around the pole vault area is like, what is happening with these Almarle kids? You're wearing canes. Like, <laughs> you're wearing shirts that don't fit because we don't have enough singlets. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so. Well, cool. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about the last kind of six months. Because um, I think you've gone, like, in different places with it. But you've really kind of been working hard this fall. And it's been fun to see um, the two miles, really what you've been focusing on, right? And um, you've run a 5K too, but like seeing the two mile yeah. crew. So like, let's walk us through that. Maybe give us some, some data, some stats 
um about like how oh, i got you on data and stats yeah I, i'm like a little lorenzoni in that field like everything i've been doing i've been keeping 400 splits half mile splits two yeah mile splits. I, I love it yeah not being able to be there to get the tech so let's let's walk us through it in terms of like what's motivated you um and like how you've been able to balance it you've been doing the marine stuff too so like how you've been able to balance that with school um and yeah give us a little insight into that um i guess i should start like Last se- last cross country season, I got five stress fractures, so I was out almost all of indoor until like the final month, and then outdoor didn't happen, and I pretty much didn't run from outdoor until maybe whatever month is before June. May. March. May. I didn't like. I didn't start running until like maybe July or June, okay. maybe like May to July. And I started taking it easy. And between then, just getting back into the rhythm, I think that big break that I took, it was more or less getting my mental game back on the point. Because sophomore year, I was very focused on, I want to do better, I want to do better, but I always got injured. So taking that big break, I then took the motivation. It was like, all right, I, I got a taste of what I could do at the end of indoor. And I took this huge chunk of time off. And that's when the emails started coming from Lauren Doney. Hey, you guys, let's do the King of the Hill challenge. Hey, guys, we have this big block, this big fall block of training that we usually never get. And this is like, you don't have to race, but this is this big block of training you can get and nothing can interrupt it. And if my dog doesn't stop barking, I'm going to kick her out. But, <laughs> but it was this big block of training. It dawned on me, if I want to go to States, if I want to do something more, I have the opportunity to because all at one time, it all happened when I say in like July or June, that's at the same time. when I realized I was really sad. I was really depressed in that time because it was like, I'm away from everybody. And it dawned on me this year isn't a mistake. It's just a time to make ourselves better and focus on ourselves. And so I took that into running. Literally, I just started running and I couldn't drive. So I started running to my house and I started running one day. I started running seven minute warmups. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but this feels good, man. <laughs> and then it dawned on me, the King of the Hill Challenge Lauren Zoni has to do was the reason why. And so I started running. I started running. I didn't stop. Once I got started, I didn't stop. And then- Did you win that? Did you, were you one of the winners? What? Were you one of the winners? Yes, I was. I owe you guys that top. We're going to have to work on that. You got you to bug me about that. Sorry. I'm going to keep on bugging you about it. Well, you haven't bugged me at, it, at all. No one has. Well, I'm, bu- so. I'm bugging you now. Okay, we'll get on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started running and I didn't stop. I kept on like, hey, Lawrence, I know you're doing like individual logs now. Can I get one? Let me hop on that. Let me start running. Let me start doing this. And then school started and I realized running had become the main priority. And not like school's falling behind or my grades are lacking, but that I had become so dedicated over the summer. And then I think about two, three, maybe a month into school, I met this guy, Coleman Nelson, at Advanced Auto Parts, because I had just gotten into an accident where a guy had pulled out in front of Sam's Club on Burkmar, and he didn't look, and he was in my lane, and I hit him. And I had to go pick up new bulbs, new brake lights, because that somehow broke my brake lights. And he told me that the Marines were having like morning like workout sessions. I was like, and he asked me, did I want to come? 
And we started talking about how Jake was doing. I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. I'll come. And that's when it all started. All three things kind of came together and I started working out for the Marines in the morning. I would go to school at the Marine office at lunch. I would drive home. I'd do my last classes at home and then I would go for a run in the afternoon. And I'd work out. So I would be working out anywhere from two to three times a day. You definitely have the most entries to Strava out of anyone, I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll get like we'll get like half mile entries. <laughs> like multiple half mile entries in a row. I'm like, that's one way to do it, man. There we go. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, the half mile entries are usually like my warm ups though. And I don't know, that's just like that's what I've been doing. It's slowly I started running seven minute warm ups and I never stopped. And I started getting faster to the warmest where now I might run a 630 if I don't pay attention to it. If there's not like somebody by my side telling me, hey, man, slow down, you're killing me. I just don't pay attention to it. Oh, I love it. um, Yeah, it's been it's been fun to follow. Um, Definitely a lot to be proud of. And I think it's like you said, it's going to set you up um, for um, big things when we are able to start racing as a team. So you went your first time trial was 1322 right um, yes and then you got down to like 1222 right is that right um i yeah i went from yeah sounds about right no i dropped 45 seconds i went from 1322 down to like 1245 or something okay. like that okay it was like near my freshman pr and then i went down to like 1222 okay and then this past time i broke 12 and hit 1152 yeah, which is awesome. So getting down there um, and just being consistent and staying healthy and, and enjoying the process, which is the most important thing. And I love that how it's been tied into all other aspects of your life and it's given you kind of purpose in this time where a lot of us are missing it. So that's more than anything, I think that makes me happy. Um, well, cool. Well, thanks for sharing all that with us. Um, I'm excited for you to continue to be a leader on this team and see how that grows over the next couple of years. Um, but um, I think unless you have anything to add, let's jump into these fun questions. That sound good? Sounds good to me. I don't think, I don't know what else I would add. Okay, well, let's perfect. Yeah, you've okay. been crushing it. Uh-huh. You could make a memoir out of that. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. That was yeah. awesome. Okay. Oh, boy. Austin Drumheller, if you were not running, and, and we've heard a couple things, it sounds like it sounds like with the Marines, you're getting into like just overall shape. Um, and you've obviously done pole vault, but if you weren't running, and I'm going to say, if you weren't doing track and field, what okay. sport would you play? If I was going to do a different sport, it wouldn't be any one. I think it would be wrestling, MMA, stuff like that, somewhere where it's still, you have a social life and they're still more involved into it, but I don't like, I don't like football. I could play it, but I'm not that big into it. Maybe I can see wrestling soccer. being your thing or being good at that. Oh yeah, no, we do that. At, like we do that at the Marine things. We started doing that just for fun, kicks and giggles, with one of the guys who like came third in the state a couple of years ago. Well, be careful! Sounds dangerous. <laughs> oh, the guys. The, he only has twenty pounds on me, and I whoop his tail. <laughs> are you wearing? Are you wearing headgear? Are you wearing headgear? No. No. Okay. Were you that, doing? Was, that was not the answer I was hoping for. Were you doing this? <laughs> On the Albemarle football field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we're like they the JC Penny parking lot. Circles. In the back. <laughs> <laughs> there are those guys Real that, like, Real. <laughs> they, like, take over the whole basketball court with their, like, 
I don't know what they're doing, but it's some type of like fighting with pads and stuff like that. Yeah, outside the track. Hey, that's that was, my that was on that's, Tuesday. Yeah, so that's Tuesday and Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. And I'll tell you right now, we meet up with them on Saturdays at 9 a.m. And we do that with them. Uh-huh. And we whoop some tail. Interesting. So, so awesome. is, that, is that MMA out, outside the track? So the guy that works there, his name is Carlos Martinez. He's really cool. He used to work at MMAI, but then that gym shut down. So now he's working for himself with a bunch of other guys trying to start up their own gym and they just use the parking lot. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty creative. They teach, they teach Muay Thai, wrestling, boxing, uh, Filipino jiu-jitsu, something like that. They teach a whole bunch of stuff. Huh. And it's just $5 a class. Cool. Nice. Huh. All right. So I guess your answer was wrestling or MMA then for other than running. All of it. I love it. All of it. All the fighting. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think we got a question answer, guys. Who wins in a fight, Tyler, Austin, or Chris? Um, it's definitely Austin. Yeah, I was never, that was never in doubt. That was never in doubt. <laughs> I'd be running away. So um, second question, Austin. Uh, a meal before a run. What's the meal you regretted the most before a run? School tacos. Like school burritos, school tacos, or like – that like Chinese, like sweet and spicy, like chicken. I regret that so much because I had that one time and I didn't eat all of it. So I saved some of it. And like, I ate it in like third or fourth period. And then I went and ran. And I think we, I forget, we ran K's that day. It was that really hot day at the beginning of the season, cross country. And we ran K's and me and Andrew both, we did it for some reason. And we just started puking our guts out. And this was the beginning of sophomore year, and it was horrible. I hated it so much. It's nasty. That it doesn't sound good. It wasn't just tacos. It was tacos with sweet and sour chicken, or uh, something like that. It was like either like the Asian like sweet and sour chicken or whatever with rice, or it was uh, like the taco burrito. Whatever. You saved it, so it wasn't even fresh. No, it, like it wasn't fresh. And this was the one day where, like, it, this was a really important workout because it was, like, the first anaerobic workout we had, I think, that season. And I'll never forget, after the workout was done, Lawrence only gathered us all into one big group. Uh-oh. And you just let it rip on us. I remember this day. Yeah. <laughs> we were so mad because As- some of us would stop walking like someone would stop jogging me put our hands on our knees lean over (laughs) okay so we're back we had some massive technical difficulties as in the blue screen of death just showed up on my computer screen we actually lost lost everything you said austin so we're gonna do it all (laughs) oh i think the recording saved i looked at the file i think i just need to convert it still um but (laughs) let's jump into you have just eaten either um School tacos or school sweet and sour chicken. Yeah. And you save some for last block and ate it. And now you're doing K's or 1200s. I think it was 1200s. Um, and I think so. it was some hard. You and Andrew had thrown up. And then you're describing how I'm not happy, I guess. Yeah. So like so this day is a lot on the podcast. Like this is a very famous day for Almar Cross Country, I think. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. This day has happened multiple times, though. That's a thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
sure, there have been multiple days. Like, last season was a season, I don't know why, but we made you mad a lot. And it was always the sophomore class at the root of the problem. It was like, here's your, here's the sophomore class and here's your expectations. And we usually didn't meet them because we were too busy puking our guts out, having not done something right and not taking it seriously enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I will be better moving forward. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, that's like I mean that's how you I don't think I felt like you weren't meeting that expectations really, but that's that's how you guys felt so that's yeah we will work on that as coaches in terms of um not getting as mad at you every time you puke or maybe don't perform the visicay to what we expect you to um yeah there was definitely it was the visicays every time it was like every time just the visicays um yeah. we're like I've said it before like, I feel like I would become a different person for about two hours of practice yeah. once every three weeks Yes. Uh, but I was the same every time. I just got to I just got to really just let it loose in the case. I just I just had to, I just had to rein it in every other like when we're doing like regular case. I'm like, nice job, guys. Good job. Come on, good job. There we go. Yeah. And then case, I was like, let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. But that was my Canton, you and Noble were the same though. Like Noble usually wouldn't talk trash, but on the case. <laughs> He would talk so much trash. It was always on the Vista case. All right, what? Is that the best you can do? You're trying to say you can outrun me, but you can't even do a Vista K. Come on, Castle. Fit Noble is the best. <laughs> Fit Noble is literally the greatest thing ever. I would never – he, he's the kind of guy who I assume would talk trash in the middle of a cross-country race. Oh, for he sure. Would, he would like <laughs> say something to, like, opposing runners. And, I mean, he, it's debilitating. He's terrifying. Like, <laughs> the confidence – that comes from Luke Noble is like, just like stops you in your tracks confidence. You're just like, okay, well, it's we'll so, have to it's so, this conversation. It's so dismissive. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like a, I'm really just, I'm really just talking trash to you right now as a favor. Yeah. I don't need to do this, but I'm going to because I care, and I'm going to, I'm going to tear you down. Build <laughs> you back up. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to. It's, it's tough. He's. And yeah, yes, he adds it up. He's, well, he's pretty good at running. Turns out he well, the worst still holds is, the world record. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst of it is, though, is like the only – like the majority of the guys who were puking that day, Andrew, me, and like I think even Fergie wasn't feeling good. We were all in Noble's group, man. Yeah. All three well, of us. I think if we're looking at this from a coaching perspective, sounds like you guys didn't make great – at least you didn't make great lunch decisions. So oh, like, yeah, no, Andrew, like, you had a lot Andrew to learn from that day. And obviously, it had a big effect on you, right? So like, well, be, being mad, having low, like being mad because Noble is talking trash and having a bad lunch on a hot day, the three don't mix well, because when I was mad, I was trying to run harder and beat Noble. And then I would get so tired, my core would be like, all right, you're gonna puke now. And I'd get even angrier because now Noble's ahead of me. Hmm. I love it. I love it. The, the addition of Noble makes that story even better. It, that the was, fact that, that he's not there pre-blue screen of death computer. So like, um, <laughs> maybe we just needed to like reset a little bit to get that out of the story. But that, that's good. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I feel like um, COVID changed me, but maybe not. Maybe if we get back to a Visica and um, <laughs> there's a week, a month out from the state championship, who knows what's going to happen? We're going to go to that dark place. <laughs> 
We're going to go to the dark place. We're going to okay. go to the well. Uh, let's get this last question. Is it, are they in the chats? The chats They're are not, but I, but I think I remember. So final, final question. If you were running, if you're going to go run track somewhere. A scholarship. Get a scholarship. Scholarship. Oh, yeah. scholarship. Three places. Where, where would you run and why? It is the University of Oregon, Princeton, Colorado. Colorado no, third. It was like, I don't know. Oh, hold on. This is a Brian Tooley's question. Hold on. Let me look it up. I've got yeah. it. I've got it pulled up. No, I've already got it pulled up right oh, here. Cool. If the document will load. Oh, my goodness. I've got the spinning blue wheel of death. So you don't have it pulled up. Uh, okay. It's Oregon. Blue screen, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oregon, Old Miss, Prince, or whatever it's called, and then Princeton. Old Miss? Old Miss. Yeah, Old Miss and then Princeton. Okay. Obviously not Old Miss because you don't even know what it's called. <laughs> All right, so uh, what would you pick and why is it Oregon? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even know the other two. I'm just, like, I'm Oregon all the way. <laughs> That's a good I reason you know the other two. <laughs> <laughs> why would you pick this question? Talk to us. Well, well, obviously, you have strong feelings about Oregon because you picked this question. Let's hear it. Well, yeah. it's a no-brainer. I mean, if I'm going to go to college on a running scholarship, it's going to be Oregon. They are one of the top cross-country schools in the nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I don't want to go anywhere. Where I'm just going to be mediocre. If I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to be the best at what I do. I'm okay. not going to sell for anything less. There's a lot of hype around what like Drew Hunter and like the 10 minute elite group. Nah, I'm going to be better than them. If I want to run, if I want to, if I'm going to run in college, I want to try and be better than them. Cool. I like that. Um, To kind of like put some context, Princeton might be the best school in the country, right? Academic wise. Oh yeah. I thought you meant running wise. I was like, no. So like that, I think that was supposed to be like, kind of like the like stop and ways like still good running school, but also it's Princeton. Yeah. they're, They're all right. And then Ole Miss is like considered the cool school to go to. Like they got this cool young coach, um, and they got like cool uniforms, just a lot of things. But I agree, Oregon's probably if you're going for a running scholarship, it seems like a good choice for sure. I don't know. I mean, like, I think what made my decision so clear and blatant was one: I've heard a lot of talk about Oregon, and we always watch that film or whatever mm-hmm. around like this time. And two, I have no, I don't watch college running. I don't watch professional running, but I know what school is good and what school isn't just from hearing you guys talk. Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to a history, I mean, they've definitely got, they've definitely got the, the, the history to back it up and the and historical clout, you know, Ole Miss, oh, yeah. the new, the new kids on the block and they're making some, some headlines and Princeton's a, a great school in its own right. But when you think track and field, your mind will go to Oregon. So you're right about that. And Oregon's facilities are insane. New, too. Oh, that new Hayward. I, I know people were upset about the new Hayward field, like the fact they're tearing it down. But oh my gosh, does that look just like it's spicy. that would be fun to train in every day. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be nice. I have no idea what y'all are talking about, but I'm excited just hearing about it. Because if you're a distance runner and you're going to that place, that is the nicest you will ever have. It. <laughs> yeah, it's like the nicest so track up, facility in the football. world. It's not like if you go to Clemson, you're like, well, there's a good chance to go to the pros, get a good pro contract. Like, I'll make be making a lot of money. If you go to Oregon for track and field, it, I, that you're peaking there. Like, <laughs> you know, some of those guys go to the Olympics, you know, you could be like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like Brian Clay. 
And then you have to like, well, because Brian Clay was the one who was like, yeah, I won an Olympic gold and like, I don't have enough money. He was like, I'm struggling. Oh, to like, Brian Clay didn't go to Oregon. <laughs> no, he didn't. But he was like, he's the one who was like, yeah, I want a gold medal. And like, I'm like living paycheck to paycheck. But, yeah, no. it's because this dude named Ashton Eaton came in right after him. That's true. Was like, yeah, because Ashton Eaton ain't living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, he, he, yeah, well, he's also, isn't he getting a degree in like architecture? Ashton Eaton? Yeah, he's, he's like going back to school. He's getting like a legit degree, so. After holding a world record, he's going back and getting a legit degree. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's cool. Well, yeah. thanks, Austin. Thanks for dealing, and thanks, guys, for dealing with um, just shut off in the middle. I wonder what the recording is going to be like there, but um, I think we recovered well. I think that's that's sure. podcasting at its professional best. So um, yeah, cool. Well, thanks, Austin. Thanks, Kevin.